Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Yeah, where have you been? My God, we've been here waiting for you. I mean, I've been here. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I apologize. It's my fault. I take all the blame. CA and TK are here uh, with a, a special friend tonight. But I just have to apologize first and say I'm sorry because they've been yelling at me to, to hurry up and get my crap together so we could put out another podcast. And I've been lazy. It's summertime. I've just been lazy. So anyway, I am David Steele along with... Chaotic Anarchy. And I am the Kilted Sea Lord TK. All right, CA, why don't you introduce our amazing guest? Death by Mage. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> so I've never met uh, Jackie in person, and I see him finally. I got his cute little face on the video here as we're talking. Uh, we've only talked on social media with, with the whole wonderful world of you people out there on the social media um, nets. Anyway, I didn't go to Gen Con last year because of some uh, physical ailments, which kind of sucked. You know, it sucks when you pay for that crap and you got travel and room and all, and you're like, oh, I can't go. Yeah, it's expensive. I missed a couple of things mm-hmm. last year. I was supposed to speak at a podcast conference, and two of them, actually, and I couldn't go. It sucks. Anyway, but mm-hmm. all better this year. We're rocking and rolling, doing it again. Um, so uh, I will be there. But my question for first for Death, um, I love the name, Death by Mage. I need to know. So obviously he likes mages. It doesn't mean he has to be a mage all the time. But so Jackie, you're a mage. <laughs> yes, he does. And does this mean that you kill a lot of people? What's up? I, I, I have a propensity to kill players by either freakish accidents or ill intent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's a setup. It's like one of those uh, TK death kill games. <laughs> The TPK yeah. theaters. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think the reason I came up with it was but between, and there was a lot of different names I was coming up with at the time, but the one that stuck out from memory was, I remember the misfortune of of having a, lo- a bunch of high-level characters playing D&D, and I killed them all remotely uh, with a lich who decided to cast, you know, about six meteor swarms at the same Holy time. Crap. And to my mm-hmm. to my personal thought, I thought, well, because they had high stats, so I thought they were gonna survive right. it all. To my dismay, they didn't survive. <laughs> they they I think I think the fighter died by the third meteor swarm, and the and the rogue was the only one that survived up until the last one. And then I just got bored and I disintegrated oh my him. God. So is it is this you as a <laughs> player or is it Oh no! This was me as, as a, a DM, DM yeah. and this was like a boss encounter towards the uh-huh, end, and it was uh-huh. just like, I, I was like, "All right, we're, well, you guys are all like level fifteen, and this is back in three five, so you know some of the characters are pretty <laughs> powerful, and it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, we they should survive like a, a an, an elder lich, you know, with some boosted uh. stats, they should be fine." Should be fine. Oh, I just I hear oh, lich I, and I just I run the other way <laughs> like now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and and the thing is, a lot of the, pl- the, the, the liches are one of the primary ways I kill players right, the right, most. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, so, how about as a player? Do you, do you enjoy playing a mage or all kinds? I do. I've also killed my own party as a mage <laughs> <laughs> Un- unintentionally. <laughs> I've I've caused chasms to fall on Look the party. Out. I have I have cast firestorms in the small buildings <laughs> with my party members in it. I have lit the. I've definitely cast fireball inside of a tavern multiple different times. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just. I'm just I, seeing things that TK does too. I'm thinking. You know what? It sounds very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was that there during that charity game last year. There was that. You know uh, what was that? The uh, worm that just would not let us out. <laughs> oh I told him if you do, you have a choice, let us out or I burn you. And he called my bluff. <laughs> so Jackie, one of so the I questions just... I have. To, um, sorry, TK, I just stepped on you there. That's not um, I want like, what do you do? So I know I see that you've you've I've actually bought one of your your little um, uh, game campaigns that you've done on. Uh, what was that? What's that place where we get stuff? You can find that at uh, the DMs Guild. DMs if, Guild. If, if I think I. Yeah. If I th- yeah, and Journey of the Fable was one of my more my first ambitious yeah. projects. It was definitely one of my first one. Um, and I got to meet a lot of wonderful people through it, um, especially one of the artists, uh, Journeyman. He's a really great artist. And uh, But I'm mostly now an RPG D&D content creator, so I focus on adventure writing, and I also focus on uh, supplement writing. 
I also st I still blog on occasion. I don't blog as much as I used to anymore, and I occasionally stream now. Now tell me, what's the difference between Journey to the Feywild and a supplement? Like, a, it's just an add-on to D and D. So yeah, so a supplement is usually something you add to the existing game. Um, so like Journey to the Feywild is technically a supplement, but there's also a lot of adaptations you can throw in for your campaigns to kind of enrich your yeah. stories. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was my original purpose of that was that of that book was to actually inspire uh, readers to to think about what kind of what the world of the fae or fairies would look like or it be or what they would want from yeah, out yeah. of it. I so, love that whole world too. Yeah, I I went a little bit more on the abstract side, which I know some people were hoping for a little bit more specific things. Thankfully, I I I think I must have inspired others because then there were other supplements a little ways after that came out that had a lot more detail, a lot more mechanical aspects for the game. And I always feel like in some loose way, I must have inspired them to get there. So I, I always feel that way. Nice, nice. <laughs> so there's scabs just stealing, stealing your stuff. And like, <laughs> I, I, I'm only, I'm only one person. I can only write so I much. Know, I know. <laughs> so how's that works? Cause I'm, I'm a noob, you know, like it's only been a few years, actually, what, I don't know, whenever we started our podcast, uh, maybe four years, and that's when I started D and D. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm the new guy. Uh, but so I like to learn as we go along with these shows, meeting different people. And uh, so now, basically, are you? How's that work? Like Journey of the Feywild. So as a supplement, you see, you have D and D as the base uh, mechanic, right? And then you're making this mm -hmm. story to go to fit into that. Is that how that works? Yeah, like so. So the DM skill allows a lot of writers to do anything from writing adventures that are a full fledged in an adventure that you can find like a module, or you can do something like what I did, which is like a setting book kind of. Let where me you stop you actually... real quick. So the module, are we talking like like the starter pack on D and D five A? Is that a full yeah, module kinda like adventure? That. And then you're yeah. saying your supplement is what? How's that work again? It's like components, so you can like take some of those components and you can add them to your story. Ah. You don't have to take all of it. Okay. Um, and so, and then there's people who do like player options. So player options can be anything from like new classes, subclasses, feats, spells, magic items. And there's also people who do guidebooks for like DMs to help them with certain thought processes. Like MT Black did one for Art of War where he actually took Sun Tzu's original Art of War and adapted it for how to think like a warrior wow. and a tactician in D and D, which is a it's a fun read. It's mostly reading. It is there's very there's not too many mechanical aspects to it, but there's a lot of like nice advice and tips. Mm. Especially mm -hmm. if you're like a DM who has who's never done like a battlefield kind of thing or has never done kind of like war gaming, it's definitely like a nice piece a nice little booklet of advice to try to get you to think like a tactician. Fantastic. Fantastic. Is that that's not your full time job though, doing stuff like that? It's just a love. Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. It's getting okay. there. <laughs> I mean, the way you were, I know you were really rolling. Like, I know last year you were so busy um, just looking at all the stuff you were doing. And then, like, we knew at Gen Con, mm -hmm. right? You, you, I remember seeing tweets about that. Like, you didn't even have time scheduled to eat. So we had snack drops for Ooh. you. No, there was yeah, that was that was a poor planning choice on my part. <laughs> I think the worst day was Friday. And it, this year it's still a Friday, but it was really the worst because I literally had no minute to even eat or sit down. And mm -hmm. I was literally, and, and see, you can remember this. I li yeah. she, I started my morning at nine in the morning in the seminar, yeah. and mm -hmm. I had my last interview at seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. And then I still had an event, I still had another panel to go to. So I literally went almost 12 hours, actually more like 14 hours with no food. I had plenty of water, thankfully, but there was no food in my body for 14 hours. <laughs> yes. Don't do what Def does. No, yeah, please do. do don't be us. Yeah, don't don't do this. Yes. I have actually had practice doing this terrible lifestyle, Ooh. but don't I don't yeah, encourage yeah. it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one thing to fast, you know, and know that you're going to do that and kind of like yeah. take some time, but to be running around and doing all the stuff you're doing, being that busy and mm -hmm. active and not eating without scheduling it is is really yeah. difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I done mean, like, that for years. Pax, yeah, at PAX Unplugged, uh, I did a, a gritty costume and I didn't drink any water at all. Like I was just so caught up in the moment and like seeing people and running around <laughs> like crazy. And I got severely dehydrated, oh yeah. like so bad the next day. I was so sick. I couldn't even attend. Oh. So don't, yeah. don't be Yeah, plus us. how hot it was don't in there, us. right? 
Yeah. It was, yeah. Well, I found out later, I, I went to a panel at MAGFest to find out about, you know, how to wear costumes that have fur on them and not yeah. die. And <laughs> how to not die.com. <laughs> they said that you should only be in costume for 30 minutes at a wow. time. And I was in it for nine oh hours. So that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, that, yeah. That, that's a yeah. drastically big difference. I lost about 30 not good. Pounds. I should have read about that first. <laughs> I just withered away into nothing. It's all right. (laughs) Yeah, at least I was, I made sure I had water when I was in Gen Con. Like, that was, because I've done this before. So I knew, like, the most important thing is if I don't get food, my body can still survive on just water. So as long as I have enough hydrate, as long as I'm hydrated, I can do this. But I still do not encourage this for anyone, especially if you are a person who is very, uh, has, it's like either diabetic or has tendency to be diabetic or has diabetic symptoms don't do it you will literally die yeah (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. well let's talk about that a little bit too like so specifically for cons in general and not even specifically gen con so that's one tip right so make sure you stay hydrated Mm -hmm. try to make time and scheduling what else for before we even get into gen con specifically because i know you have a lot of things you're kind of in the know and and you, you got a lot of information about what's coming to this amazing gen con what though before that even you know chaotic tk you know your experience what should people know that are listening, you know, when I'm planning to go? It's my first one. What do I got to do? Uh, if yeah. you get overwhelmed, most cons nowadays have, like, spaces you can go to mm-hmm. escape yeah. for oh. a few minutes. Yep. Uh, don't yep. be mm-hmm. afraid to just say, hey, I need some fresh air. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Gen Con, there is, so for those who are going to Gen Con this year, if they haven't changed the location, last year it was on the second floor landing of the uh, Indianapolis Convention Center by the uh, 500 built rooms. And it's actually, it was literally right near the Paizo press room. And it was ju- mm-hmm. just a hallway that any that was really quiet and anybody could just sit there and tune themselves out. But there were also other places that they could that people could go to that were relatively quiet that they would let you just sit in there just to, you know, get away from the crowds if you need yeah, cause to. Yeah, because it can be overwhelming at times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, our press, uh, for us, for press, we actually had our own press lounge, so we could go there, too, if we were overwhelmed. Nice. I, I, I know I stopped by, like, once or twice just to peek in to see who was in there. There were people who were just either just doing stuff, either actually just to zone out, or they just were like, I need to catch up on some work, and uh, I just need to have some quiet time. Cool. What mm-hmm. else, guys? Uh medication <laughs> I mean, make sure so, to pack your medication your own medication or a supplement of extras uh, what are we talking about <laughs> uh, extras well i i care about everyone so i always have extras for people but you know like ibuprofen in case you get a uh, headache your feet are gonna kill yeah. especially at gen con it's massive right. so you're gonna be doing a lot of walking back and forth and they've got like five hotels i think right it's now? it's this year yeah it's five it's usually five hotels mm-hmm. it's the hyatt the the marriott the actually there's three there's actually three Marriotts to be honest so there's actually mm-hmm. the the one the Grand Marriott there's the JW Marriott and then there's like the I forget what the other Marriott's name is but there's another Marriott adjacent to that yeah. and the JW one is like the it, the one you that one you'll always remember because it's the only one with the blue glass <laughs> windows mm-hmm. and it's the most yeah. obvious one so anytime you see us if you ever so if you're reading your ticket your event tickets uh, also check your check the con website often because event rooms change so that's another big tip ah. check your yeah. check that and then uh, so but the JW one you'll always remember because it's the most obvious one and then the last big one that a lot of the places that do panels and everything and also where the game library is located is the Lucas Oil Stadium yeah mm-hmm. so always double check so, online before you like uh-huh. check the for the yeah. game room yeah yeah, cool. yeah because mm-hmm. there are there are tendencies where there are last minute changes. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that certain uh, events and panels, the root, the the capacity grew so fast and so quickly that they realize it's popular, and they need to change the 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 venue. Even the event organizers might be partitioning for that, and they got it, and now they need to change the rooms. Right. So you should always check the online Gen Con app for the updates for the events because the physical tickets you get, they don't really. They're not going to be always reliable. Right, right, right. They're probably going to have to change that for yeah. our our seminar we're doing, our little talk, because uh, it's going to be exploding. Yeah. We're going to make a bigger room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they have the space for it and no one's using a spot, yeah. they might uh, they might do it, or you can petition for it yeah. uh, as mm-hmm. an organizer. One, so One tip yeah. I would give everyone, and I give this because I do a local con in Harrisburg every year. If you're going with friends, 
and you decide to wander off on your own, have a check-in word or check-in ah. location or time. Gen Con's mm-hmm. huge. So, like, you know, have, like, mm-hmm. a word, like, every few minutes you text each other so you know you're safe. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Also, in Gen Con, because – so the so what happens in Gen Con, unlike some – so not all cons do this, but – but Gen Con specifically, because this is Indy's big welcome mat thrown open to a bunch of gamers coming in for the best four days of gaming. That's a trademark term. You're literally going to have every inch of downtown Indianapolis game full of gamers yeah, gaming, yeah. both privately, publicly, and everything. Because there are events running in Gen Con 24-7. Mm-hmm. So the showroom, warning, showroom, the showroom exhibit hall is only open from 10 to 6 yeah, that was a shock Except for me. Except for Sunday. My first Gen Con. Yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so was I, but I made sense after a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also the other the other place I forgot is the is Crown Plaza, which is the giant, ridiculously train station-sized building yeah. adjacent also to Gen Con. I keep forgetting that one every time. And there, I have two panels in there this year to go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so wait, so for, for back to medicine, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that it's going to be freaking hot first off so make sure that you have plenty of water stay hydrated there's water stations all over gen con mm-hmm. um and i mean i would recommend that bring bring a bottle with you because it's really expensive yeah. to buy mm-hmm. bottled water at gen con yep. um bring ibuprofen because you might get a headache you never know mm-hmm. um make sure that you bring sanitizer um, a lot you're gonna be touching a lot of people mm-hmm. most likely unless you're just not into that that's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> i like touching mm. <laughs> But it's good to make sure touching is consensual. Yes. Yes. Ask first. That's a thing. There's a lot of people who don't prefer them. Oh, also, if you're going to take a picture of a cosplayer, please ask first as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I just run up to him and say, "Stop!" And click. <laughs> make sure you have band aids because I yeah. can't tell you like how many times like my pinky toe after walking all day like gets scuffed up or the back of your foot could get wow. scuffed up. Or all kinds of things. Yeah. So just bring like a med kit <laughs> and coffee machine and some water. And you're good to go. Wow. <laughs> Be a good Girl Scout, Boy Scout. And bring all your- yeah. Oh. yeah. And also, yes, when it comes to like hugging, it, ask first. Right. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many people I, that come up and just automatically hug me. And I'm totally cool with that. But I can't imagine from somebody who has like social anxiety yep. where that might be like way too much. So I, I always ask first mm-hmm. before I attack someone and just, you know, basically uh, say like, oh, is it a hug, a handshake or space? Right, right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Which one works for you? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, CA asked me and I told her multiple times, yeah, you can hug me. And she just walked up, TK, can I hug you? I was like, <laughs> the look on my face, like, really? Really? And we're still hugging to this day. Aww. You just don't know. <laughs> and you ask me, can I hug you? And I say, I better get more than that. So, <laughs> Carol, what's up? <laughs> Anything else? Any pointers before we move on to specifics? Uh, I could go all day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, There's one, a lot to survive. One thing uh, that I did not know, and that was actually at PAX when they were they had people going around handing out like PAX survival little cards. Oh um, yeah. Uh, one of the things that was on there, which was really cool, was bring snacks. Mm. Blood yeah, bring sugar snacks. is a yeah. thing. If you're not diabetic, mm-hmm. if you're diabetic or not, your blood sugars can still tank from walking, and you don't think about mm-hmm. it. Bring something like a power bar, something that will give you energy. Because if you pass out, you're with friends. Great. If you pass out alone because your blood sugar tanks, they may not know what's going on. And that could really ruin your weekend if you're in a hospital. And they're like, we can't release you until we have all of your information. Uh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would also recommend if you're going to Gen Con for the first time, don't buy a whole bunch of tickets and fill up your whole schedule because when you go to conventions like this, you don't know what's going to happen, where you're going to be, your schedules are going to be crazy, things are going to overlap, you're going to be seeing people and get excited about the moment. I would definitely experience Gen Con with like a couple tickets maybe mm. and and see how it is first, you know, yeah. because then you're going to, because it's expensive. Some of these tickets yeah. are really expensive. I know I spent like $200 on tickets this year. And if this was not my first Gen Con, like, that could have been, you know, yeah. like an issue, you know? Right on. Yeah, so 
for Gen Con specifically, uh, they do have these wonderful things called gener- generic tickets that mm-hmm. you can buy. So you can buy those in bulk. And if you see an event you actually want to participate in, you can actually redeem those to go into an event that's required payment. Mm-hmm. And that's how, and that's perfectly fine. Luckily, a lot of the panels, workshops, and seminars, most of those are, if not all of them, are usually free. So those don't require a ticket. You don't have to buy a ticket for those, but you do want to at least subs- you know submit through the process for them so they can track the event. Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. And that'll be good for the the, the event organizers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't overwhelm yourself and fill up every moment in Gen Con. Don't, because first of all. I'm not. I'm not an average con goer. I'm going there for work. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and also, something I I want to add that's really important. And I never thought about this before. Usually, I just go to a convention and hang out with my friends. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna meet people off Twitter. But um, I was at Magfest, uh, and the last uh, two or three years, I've had a follower who's been stalking me, and it's really caused a lot of problems. And it didn't really. Th- I didn't think about like the security side of things of what to do in that kind of situation but having a buddy system is like really important especially if you have a presence on Twitter and you have a lot of followers and they want to meet you and things like that you don't really know who you're meeting all the time so just make sure that somebody knows where you are if you go out with a bunch of followers that you may not know make sure you know like for me um ice cream dice he's my person (laughs) he's gonna know where i am at all times you know tk i always message especially even when i go on a date i'm like hey tk this is his information this is mugshot if i go missing this is where i was (laughs) i feel like it's really really important and know where your security is you know i Mm -hmm. had to learn really quickly at magfest you know where the the security is in the building who's going to be able to help me and it turned out it was pretty scarce which was kind of scary in my current situation but at Gen Con, they have a lot of security and they even have booths in certain places. And mm-hmm. it's very important to be aware of that, especially if you're going alone or you've never done conventions before about safety. Yep. Now I'm angry and I want to hurt people. Yeah. Sorry. But I mean, that's my constant state of being, David. So. Yeah. I yeah. My constant state of being is I want people to suffer. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when CA messaged me uh, last year, what happened? I, my first response mm-hmm. was. I can get on a train from Harrisburg and be down there in like 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I wasn't there. <laughs> you were not there. Like, why would you do that? Like, I could also, because I can't get on a plane with my Eskrima. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they don't check bags on the train. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's true. It's not on your train. <laughs> and if, even so, you'd probably know the train conductor. So it'd be all right. <laughs> That, uh, mm-hmm. that is a big point. Know your security and buddy system, a yeah. must. Like I said, mm-hmm. have a have a word, like a safe word. Like say, hey, like if I were going in, I wanted to go off with you know, Mets girl and you know, a, like opera geek or a few other people from Twitter. But like, hey, CA, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. away with them for a few minutes. But if I'm not back in 20 minutes and you don't get this text, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They even have an app. I don't know the name of it uh, right now, but they even have an app on your phone where if you're going to go meet someone, even if it's on a date or, you know, just a random gathering, you can actually set it so that if it's you're not home by a certain time, it will alert somebody, whether it be a friend or 911 or police, you can choose those options. And then that way, you know, if you do go missing or something tragic happens, it can alert someone. So that is out there. Sorry to make this happen. <laughs> we're like, we, went, we were like, huh, I'm just thinking, we went really dark on this, but sadly that is... The time. Well, actually, yeah. there was a there was a news article posted recently of a con goer. She met uh, fans or fre- or somebody online, and then actually got murdered. Yeah, it's a thing, and and a yeah. lot of people don't think that, or they they feel like the community is such an amazing, wonderful place, which it is. It's super positive and filled with energy, but there are people in there, there are who creeps. are not, yes. and mm. yeah, there are. And some if creeps, David Steele is there, and you know that, you should call him because I will come and yes. break heads. <laughs> No questions asked. <laughs> and, and, you know, even me, I will come and support whoever. Mm-hmm. If you feel uncomfortable in your situation, you know, and you can't get to security, you know, we'll come over. That's fine. <sighs> yeah. I want to hurt people. I need to go. <laughs> I need to go hit the van. So Gen Con. All right. <laughs> uh, so, Jackie, you were yes. going to tell us about some stuff coming up. Okay. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's a there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so what does everyone so i know there's a lot of so for gen con for those who don't know gen con is a big big con for tabletop role-playing games and also board games so board games mm-hmm. is also a big one a lot of the exhibit halls are going to have a lot of board games there's also a lot mm-hmm. of separate halls that are going to have like board game showcases all the time also there's a great place where you're going to see a lot of new upcoming games because there's actually demo games for like prototypes so mm-hmm. you know there are events for that so you can look for those online and I want to say, like, for this year, some of the big things that I'm looking forward to, for sure, is Shadowrun 6th Edition, <laughs> which I know TK is also oh, interested okay. in. Oh, I, yes. I'm going to message you TK later. Has a story. <laughs> breathe, breathe. It's not as no, positive I, as you think. I cannot <laughs> talk about it because of, as you know, Jack, I, I can't NDAs. Either. Oh, uh, yes, I go through those a lot, too. I go through those a lot, too. I can't talk too. about until after Gen Con. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, can we talk? Well, I can't talk about the other thing about it either because of other reasons. But, there, that's, yeah, for those who are fans of Shadowrun and for those who don't know what Shadowrun is, TK, would you like to give a brief sentence description? D6. Uh, Shadowrun is a post-apocalyptic cyberpunk D6 system, and I love that game so much. Yes, it, it, yes, and you heard correctly. They're going through their sixth edition. So this is, and it's actually, I believe the um, the starter kit has already come out in pre-orders, but it's supposed to be premiering and releasing, the starter kit at least, at Gen Con right. this year. Uh, they released um, <laughs> a beta that did not go over well, then they quickly removed it from uh, drive-thru RPG. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's where my NDA says I can't say anymore. <laughs> yeah. Funny story, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but anywho, <laughs> there's that. That is a big one. Also, if I recall... The other big one that's announcing in Gen Con this year, it was revealed last year. Last year in Gen Con, if you were there, or if you have, or if you've heard, uh, the Pathfinder Second Edition playtest came out last year, and this year at Gen Con premiering is going to be the official launch of Pathfinder Second Edition. Nice. Ooh. I know. Uh, yes, Jack so- is super excited for that. It's been a while. Yeah. Yes, I have already received the memo. As far as I know, the 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 core rulebook and the bestiary has already been sent out to certain reviewers, and has or and they will and those will be the first early products available for release at Gen Con. Cool. Yeah. So I looked at the playtest. I it's actually quite unique. A lot of inspiration from another version of Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> but but still unique enough and refined enough that it's not the same thing, and mm-hmm. it actually looks a little bit interesting. So I am looking forward to it. <laughs> That's as far as my NDA is also allowed to say. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, what I really need is I need to separate to get here because there's one I really want to talk about and I can only tell CA one thing about it. <laughs> I know. And then, well, she's like, I want to know more. Like, I can just tell you carry capacity <laughs> is this formula. <laughs> yeah, I can't say much about my NDAs, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so if you're a content creator and actually get to this point in your career, it's both a blessing and a curse in disguise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please don't make us sign NDAs that have weird, 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 weird rolling on. You can breach it by just using these specific words in conjunction yes. with our game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, but that's one of those big ones. Um, I know uh, the other, so for those who may not know, there is, for those who who recall, the Burning Wheel is actually getting their second edition printing uh, releasing this year. Uh, And I believe the announcement is going to be going through Gen Con as well. So, TK, yeah. why don't you explain what Burning Wheel uh, is for the fans? It's been so long. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's, that's how long it's been, and it needs a second edition. Yeah, like, this was back in uh, 98 they released. Mm-hmm. And they were one of the first systems to actually use cards. I do mm-hmm. remember that. And uh, they have a few, well, since their first release, they have a few more games out. But it was... Mm-hmm a unique game at the time because of Mm -hmm. the classes they had and how you made your class. It wasn't just, I'm a fighter. It was, make a fighter. Make it how you want it. And everybody, well, now they're popular because of Mouse Guard is out, but Burning Wheel itself Mm -hmm. was the first game that made it to 
hey, you want to make something? Here's everything you need to make what you want, but you have to make it. Like if David said, oh, I want to be a caster who can also hit things really heavy. I want to hit, I want to punch things, but I want to punch them and do lightning damage. Yeah. You could make that, <laughs> but you had to make it. It wasn't just like, I'm a level one guy mm-hmm. who can do this. You started as adventure. Now make your character. <laughs> yeah. So, so what TK is talking about is that Burning Wheel had this wonderful mechan- uh, system of character creation that involved building an actual detailed background for your characters with, mm-hmm. and including things like core motivations. Like It was the most narratively driven mechanic system with the most uh, streamlined task resolution system. <laughs> it's only taken him, what, 22 years to get a second edition out? <laughs> Yeah, I was. I won't lie. When I saw that it, they were announcing Burning Wheel Second Edition, I just blinked for a minute. I'm like, "There's a second edition." <laughs> but I, I understand <laughs> why, though. They have come out with some amazing games in the meantime. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like I think that's why they needed to reprint. They need to re- update the text, language especially, and you know, modernize it for the now modern role player. Uh, instead of having like these early 2000s kind of draconian terms. Yeah, most people are too young to remember what uh, Thacko is, so I doubt they'd remember how to play this game. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like I said, I, 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 I will say I played one game of Burning Wheel in my time, um, and that was also about the early 2000s, and that was, a, and that, and I remember a bit of it, and I remember my character still, but it, it has been a hot minute since I played it again, and I feel like I would definitely at least want to try it oh. now with something new. I'll definitely I'll be one of the people picking it up because you know I love TTRPGs. It's like, oh, new edition. Here's my card. <laughs> well, so here's so here's a, so so TK TK. You remember you remember the ear, the early two thousands the the D twenty system cr- fan uh, craze and trend of TTRPG design. Yep. You, you recall that time mm-hmm. period where so for those who don't know or have never who haven't played role playing games from that era. So it's the early two thousands, about two thousand one through two thousand and eight. And so basically, what happened in desi- game design is so Wizards released the open game license for the D20 system, which is the third edition of D- of Dungeons & Dragons. They made an open game license so anybody can take the, the material that exists and use it to create anything with it, uh, publication-wise, as long as they credit Wizards and everything for it. But it's, it's open to use. There is no royalties to pay for as long as you just use what's there. So that began this wonderful blossom of actually indie... RPG publishing companies, uh, places like Privateer Press, a couple of other smaller ones like that, they all started from that kind of humble roots of taking third edition rules and actually trying to build supplements and material out of it. Um, there And there were a lot of different RPG IPs attached to this system to try to make a game out of it. Yeah. Some of them were successful. Some of them were abominations. <laughs> Actually, not some. A, a good chunk of them were, unfortunately. Eighty percent were abominations. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. What? It, what? what I, no, no, to their credit. So I'll say this for folks who might think that I'm being unfair to people. No, they were. It was literally you just copy and pasted the OGL and just changed words. That's all you did. That's yeah. that's not game design, folks. That is that is not game design. Mm. So one, this is one that just popped up recently for BTK, and I and I literally just dropped my jaw the moment I saw it. There is a Stargate RPG coming out. I reviewed that on the podcast many many moons ago. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. The the old one, yeah, right? the two thousand two <laughs> Stargate pod. Uh, yep, yep. They're re-releasing <laughs> that. <laughs> The, it, it, I, I, I literally, literally just dropped my jaw when I, because I do, so when I, so as somebody who's in the press, I have, I usually to take my time to do, to pick panels out and news bits uh, in the very beginning when, when events are released, but I know for sure Gen Con will always be adding events over time. Yeah. So the closer and closer to the con, I know there's new events. So I, right around last week, I decided to pop in just to see what new events got added in. And that popped, and I saw that right away and I just went, is this real? Wow! Like I'm, I am sitting here like, I I reviewed that game and I I remember going through the mechanics was uh, put us over a lot. Just describing the mechanics of it was mm-hmm. a bear. I can't believe they're re-releasing it. 
Well, I, I understand why, though, because Stargate is actually coming out with a new show soon, and yeah. they're remaking the original yeah. movie. So I get mm-hmm. it's a perfect time. The, the fire is getting hot, but yep. will they do it right, or will it be the same clunky mess that EverQuest, which is getting a re-release, did? Or World of Warcraft, which is soon getting a re-release did for their tabletop right. RPGs where you're like, okay, D20 is how you determine all your stats. Now you need to get D12 depending on your class or a D8 depending on your class. So I actually did look into this to research it because I was deeply curious because I am a big Stargate fan. At least SG-1 for oh, sure. Yeah. Atlantis was also good for, for its merits. It is a legit game, so that's for one. Because they actually had to get the licensure with M- with MGM, so that wasn't probably that was a pretty penny, and it actually is going to be using the fifth edition D and D open game license. <laughs> that, wow. that which all things considered isn't the worst compared to what we had to deal with before. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even <laughs> use the third edition. O- well, they used the third edition OGL to its purity of the D twenty <laughs> exists in here. So do every other die. And uh, I'll have to find the episode and shoot it to David because that 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 the rant afterwards was just (laughs) CA was like, "Are you okay?" (laughs) No. Like, why did you review a game you don't like? Because my players said they wanted to play it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there is a pan. So anyone who's a fan of Stargate, there is a panel for that. It is on Friday morning, and it is going to be a... They're actually going to talk about the the news and, and reveal the game, and they're going to also do uh, talk about the timeline and the future for it. And on their webs- their actual website, which is Stargate, stargatetherpg.com, uh, there is actually a countdown for the public preview at Gen Con. So I'm excited to go in and see that as a fan of Stargate in general. Yeah, um, definitely. I will be very interested. Sure it's going to be very from, popular, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've... I've been a Stargate fan for forever. Please say you like the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love Thank the movie. You. Yeah. The movie was great. The movie has such great potential. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, I do like the TV show for what it did. And I love the little running gags that happened in it because, you know, it just was just the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's Richard Dean Anderson just having fun with it after yeah, a while. Yeah, but still... They still make goofs about the and we're walking thing. So like, and this is Colonel. Uh, he was, no one liked him. He was the most hated of the group. Turns around, wait, what? And we're walking. I can't, <laughs> I just can't stop thinking of MacGyver every time I watch that. I know, right? Yeah. But, but, that's, but, that, but that's what makes it great. <laughs> You're like, of all the people to put into an, into an, into an, into an interplanetary expedition, you put MacGyver. <laughs> That means no one will make it out. If he can't do it, no one can. <laughs> yeah, that's all, and that's pretty true. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to it. This is one that I, really surprised me. Just came out, like just it just popped up for me. Like I just saw it in passing last this past week, and I just went, "What? Yeah, like- <laughs> this is an event. I'm so going. I'm free." Yeah. And see, this is the important part too, folks. It's like, you know, sometimes events do pop up, especially for Gen Con, because there's so many things going on that, you know, it's always good to not have your your schedule packed in the very beginning. It always has some room to play with. And then when you find something you actually want to go to, then you can go, yay, I can do this thing. Unless, of course, you're you're a press person and find out there's like four press panels at the same exact time and you're just questioning yourself oh and your existence for like a while and you're uh-huh. just like, I wish, and then you're just like, I wish I could literally clone myself and, and you know, be that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and we, Kate, CA, you said earlier he had a, he had to have a time turner like uh, like Hermione, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Hermione, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are some of the, the so those are the little lesser known ones that I'm really looking forward to, um, and those are some of the big ones that I'm really looking forward to. So there's there's a lot to look forward to for Gen Con. There's gonna be a lot of there's always Gen Con's a great con for new things to be introduced. Um, like last year, uh, the villainous uh, Disney villains board game came out premiered at Gen Con in the beginning, and I remember snagging that within the first ten minutes of getting into the exhibit hall. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew it was going to get sold out <laughs> before Saturday. <laughs> and lo and behold, it was sold out on Saturday, before even Saturday re- got to the con. <laughs> One of my soon-to-be ex-co-workers slash employees going to Gen Con. And she's like, I told her you should stop at the podcast panel because her and her husband keep asking me to help them with their podcast. 
I was like, go to the podcast panel. I'll be there in spirit. She's like, but why won't you be there? I was like, because I have to work and all these new changes because I work, you know, we work for the state and they want stuff done their way. And no way in hell are they giving me off for five days. <laughs> uh, so I told my friends to stop by the panels. I get like, if you see David and CA, tell them I said hello. Like, how do we know who they are? Like, there's a poster sitting on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, you stop on my desk every day. You tell me you didn't see the poster. So I want to say for board games, God, there's, I've only been hearing little snippets. I haven't seen anything right away that, that catched my eye, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's going to be more because there's a lot of things that get released every year in Gen Con that, are not in the press panels. Uh, but I will say, if you're following me on Twitter, uh, I will probably be <laughs> taking a big snapshot of all the new games that are going to be premiered at the press room. <laughs> because, for so this is a little behind, a little peek behind the Hi. curtains. Press have, have actually a short preview of the boxes of all the games that are pr- premiering in Gen Con. So what? <laughs> so, so I know every game, where they are, which booth <laughs> so they next are. Next year, I'm giving. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, next year, I'm just giving you a hidden camera to wear, the body cam, so you can just, you know, record your Gen Con experience. Mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, some people do. Uh, what is it? Uh, what uh, is love? Zach from. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, well uh, what is it? Uh, Zach from Hyper RPG. He actually does. Pr- uh, he actually li- he live streams like a lot of the events in 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 uh in Gen Con. Oh, and also there is also a Twitch Gen Con channel you could check out to w- see all the the press releases and also the hilarity. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Chaos. Yep. And there's a f- and like P- I know Paizo has their own dedicated press room, so they actually have live streams of all their press releases and information and lineups. Uh, especially since for this year it's gonna be a big one for the. Pathfinder Second Edition. That is a big thing for them, mm. so there that will definitely be on a live stream. And um, I know for sure, uh, Free League Publishing will be releasing a couple games in Gen Con this year. I think, and I know one of them is a board game. Nice. Yeah, I know one is a board game. I know a few other things are coming out. Like, and the thing is too, like some things may not always appear, premiere in Gen Con, but they use the Gen Con date as a great release period. Um, so that is always something to keep in mind too. So like Gen Con is always notorious for people to put a lot of new content or at least new products uh, premiering that time mm-hmm. slot. So ev- so don't feel upset if you see a game that's either in Gen Con or not in Gen Con because they use that date a lot as a great marketing uh, tool to release games. Releasing the Final um, Fantasy uh, card game last year. They did the mm-hmm. test, quote unquote, at Gen Con, but they released it like to the public the day of mm-hmm. the public test at Gen Con and mm-hmm. so many people were upset about it because it had nothing to do with Final Fantasy 15 it was like it mm. based it's called the Final Fantasy 8 card game <laughs> yeah please read your events <laughs> uh, oh a big another one is, so for computer for PC gamers uh, there is going to be a new there is an actual tactical RPG game that is going to be released or at least demoed in Gen Con. They're going to demo it in Gen Con and it's called uh, Celesta Crown of the Magister. And it's actually a asymmetric 3D uh, tactical dynamic game. So mm-hmm. it's so it's a lot of so you're gonna have a lot of the tactical elements of like Final Fantasy tactics, and you're also Ooh, but you have like cool. but you have but you have dynamic lighting, and mm-hmm. you also are going to have Apparently, from what I've read and looked at the demo video, or at least the press video, it looks like this is going to have a game where the game evolves as you're playing, and also events will cause the story to change as well. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, but it is a team-based adventure. So uh, people are def- you're going to have a cast of characters, and they're going to portray this, partake in this story. I'll probably share the link with you guys just so you can see it because that's it looks really really nice. It's done by a French team mm-hmm. and it's actually really looking really nice. And I might try to see if I can schedule at least a demo mm. um, because it it's really nice. It's I haven't seen such a detailed game like this in a little while. So well, I'm this, excited about that. I didn't yeah. know that was coming out. And I love Final this Fantasy. This excites me because I love yeah. Like, it, the, I mean, the, I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, it has all the ta- it has all the elements to it, mm-hmm. and I really like it. Um, it looks really promising. 
Let me see. Yeah, I feel like Final Fantasy and Ark the Lad, I really liked their the way they did tactics there. Yeah, it has a lot of the elements to it, and it's much... It's still a dungeon crawl, and so I like that too. It's like, so you're like progressive dungeon crawl and things like that, so mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. I know one of the things uh, I won't. I don't know if I will be attending, but I know this year's Ennies is going to look really promising. the The nominations this year for the Ennies, which for everyone who doesn't know, the Ennies is basically the Academy Awards for table for the tabletop mm-hmm. industry, mm-hmm. Um, specifically the tabletop role playing industry. This year's entries are just phenomenal. My favorites are actually also in the fan uh, creation content because you have a lot of people from the DMs Guild this year who are actually nominees <laughs> and I feel like that's like the greatest like moment for a indie developer to say we have a platform we can go and be in the Ennies. <laughs> but yeah, it's really stellar and I'm trying to think like there there I will say my favorite thing about Gen Con definitely just walk the showroom. Right. Walk the right. showroom. You will find something that will catch your eye. That is definitely one of my favorite aspects about just walking around the the showroom is finding a game out of nowhere and just going, this looks fun. I want to play it, and there'll be <laughs> and there will be lovable people there to demo it with you. So I'm it's that's the wonderful thing. Oh, also I forgot an RPG and I knew I was going to forget it. Artisonian Games will be releasing their Cyberpunk Red Box on at Gen Con August first. That is a that is also a big deal for anyone who's big fans of Cyberpunk 2020 or or the new video game 2077. You're gonna see the new updated material in the new Cyberpunk Red Box. Oh, very nice. Looking forward to that. There is still this is still a good big year for Gen Con. There's always something. Um, always, yeah. <laughs> and every time I turn around, I just go, "Oh, there's more." <laughs> it's like you can't even. There's so much you can't even possibly know. Even experienced people like you guys, there's so much going on, you can't even follow everything. Yeah, yeah. like, it gets it gets to you after a while. And the thing is, like, so for the, for a, a little bit more behind the curtain, um, emails from both the vendors who are coming in and also from Gen Con themselves to kind of give us, like, a big rundown of, like, things that are highlighted. And then there's the, the vendors will re- send out their mass emails because they, they receive the email list of all the press people. They will send emails privately and, and you know try to reach out to look for people who w- are interested in doing demos or interviews or that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Even sometimes you're ju- you just know that even when the amount you receive is still nowhere near. It's like it's literally like the little iceberg cap. <laughs> Uh, so and small. It's so small. And you're just like, mm-hmm. and you're like thinking to yourself like, oh, I only received like a couple hundred emails. Uh. And you're like, oh, that's, you're like, no, there's, there's more that hasn't been said. <laughs> there has so much more. It is definitely a joy to walk that showroom floor. I mean, do take your time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Don't overwhelm don't yourself. Overwhelm it's a lot yourself. to see yeah. all at once. There is a lot going on. And then there's, and the I pro- highly recommend yeah. going on like Thursday too, when there's not a lot of people, that's mm-hmm. like the best time for me to go. You get to try out all the games, you know, nobody's like in a panic Saturdays. It's like booked, no, you know, Saturdays, you're lucky if you can Saturdays sit down your, at a table. So what I call Saturday is your actual like seminar days and workshop days, exactly. because those are the ones mm-hmm. where a lot of your, that's a, at, between Friday and Saturday. That's where the most seminars, workshops, panels are. Mm-hmm. So you do take the time. If you have those, do go to those. And plus there's plenty of events. You're going to have like games, LARPs, competitions too. There's, there's, there's yeah. competitions for board games and things like that all mm-hmm. the time. And, I feel like Saturdays yeah. are mainly for people who just got to con because they don't have work and that's their shopping time. Yeah. So if you can get there beforehand and, and do all of that and do all the play mm-hmm. testing and, and see that merch floor first, I would recommend doing that for sure. Yeah. Def- and I will say the nice thing too about Gen Con, unlike, uh, unlike some other cons I've been to, they actually have a nice interactive map on their website and you can have access to that through your phone and mm-hmm. you and you have they have Wi-Fi throughout the entirety of Gen Con. Like it's ungodly how much Wi-Fi they mm. give you. It's very pleasant. You're just go because well, it makes sense for press. It's very comforting to know that the entire time you're there, you will have access to the internet and so you can definitely share your content, share your Insta stories, be and let other your friends who aren't able to make it to experience it with you. Right on. 
Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm excited and terrified. Uh, as always. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my uh, god! I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm already just like, how how many more things can there possibly? Oh, there's. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, are you going to be able to make our Wednesday meet and greet? Yes, oh, I am okay. because I will yeah, be. Yeah. I I will be there because I arrive early on Wednesday, but that's also because I want to see if I can catch some of the trade day cool. events. If I can't yeah. catch them, I just end up resting for a change, which is unheard of, but I, I, I don't mind that either. Mm. <laughs> worst case, <laughs> worst case, I don't get to go to any events on Wednesday and I just stay in and relax for a change. <laughs> um, also, for a big thing, like for especially if we go into a, a city, if, especially if we're going to another city, I know for Gen Con, they do the, uh, the lottery housing, which is a nice thing for people who are just going by themselves. But if you can, if you're going with a bunch of friends... Airbnb is your best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. True that. Yeah, I'm going with the entire D&D Raw podcast group because we're all from the same state. So we're, <laughs> so we're all going together. Um, so it, it is nice to know that I have like six con moms this year. <laughs> because after last year's fiasco, everyone's just like, no, Jackie. Hyper no. taking care of you. Yeah. Like, Don't like, die. Yeah. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> It's like, all right, I I guess. (laughs) I mean, if that's what you want. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a standing joke, but it's really true. You will see me as a blur through Gen Con. (laughs) See, I can attest to this. Yes. (laughs) I'm just a blur. (laughs) I just exist. (laughs) That's all I do. (laughs) Anything you want to add, CA? (laughs) Well, I actually think it's time for the What's in the Box. Ah, the, oh, sounds good. What's the Box yeah. is part of our program that I love the most. Because I have a wonderful What's in the Box what's for the box? our what's, lovely what's people it? here. Uh, you uh, <laughs> were going down a pathway and you saw this house. And as you enter, you see this beautiful decorated house. It looks like it's made of some kind of gingerbread. And Ooh. there's this giant nom, fridge nom, that's nom. slightly ajar. And as you open it, there's only one thing in the fridge. It's a carton of eggs that has writing on it and Ethereum. It begins to vibrate as you get closer. And the closer you get, the more it vibrates. It begins to shake and shudder, and the whole house is rumbling around you. And my question for you is, what's in the box? What's in the box? That's a random sound. <laughs> Oh, no. That's the sound of opening the egg <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you open this little carton inside. You find, you find actually it looks like an egg carton. There's actually like little spaces, right? So there's like 12 little pouches mm-hmm. basically holding this gelatinous ooze. But it's, it's, it looks more like jello. Ew. And it's a, uh, like a bright pink. Uh, oh. It's clear. You can see through it. I'm gonna poke it. Oh, okay. it jiggles. <laughs> I feel like you have a well, stick in every episode. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a it. stick is a very useful tool. Yeah, I mean, I always carry around a, a stick with me. I wanna, I wanna try eating one. Oh my god, he's jumping right in. <laughs> All right. Don't put that in your uh, mouth. He picks it up. Well. It tries to ooze around his fingers, and he quickly throws it into his mouth, gulps it down. No! And then you watch TK as he sits there, and then he starts to expand, and this ooze just starts coming out of his ears and nose and eye sockets, and then he dies. <laughs> and oh, my as I, as I die, God! I like, I regret nothing. No, TK. <laughs> uh, All that remains is a stick standing out of the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> I just nailed his name to it. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Who was going to vote who's the best box now? <laughs> we, we killed our person. Less competition. <laughs> now there's two. <laughs> there can only be one. Uh, I bring TK back to life. <laughs> Yeah. I don't really know how. But this is not reality, children. It's just we can do whatever we want. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right, Death. What is in your box? 
So when you open the box and it creaks open, there it, you actually see bright rainbow lights emerge out of it. And after it's a, a moment, in a box. <laughs> <laughs> after a moment, a toucan comes out, <laughs> and it has a ukulele. I love these boxes. <laughs> so it comes out of them would never <laughs> normally fit in the box. <laughs> All right, toucan, why are you playing a ukulele? <laughs> I am talking to the bird. Tookie, 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 tookie. It's like, hi, I'm to I'm toucan Tom. Oh, it speaks common. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Tiki. So, uh, <laughs> Tom, why, why did you come out of my egg my, my egg box thing here? Well, well I'm here to talk to you box. about legally distinct cereal that looks like circular or loops that also <laughs> tastes like fruit. I kind of want to kill it already. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> Hey, TK, it's your bird. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, uh, like, uh, I think we have a, we have a use for a toucan that can confuse our enemies. <laughs> Confusing, right? <laughs> Quotes. There's quote hands. Yep. Oh, and and somehow magically it has it manages to pull out from under its one of its fe- its wings uh, a little. Uh, thing of milk, and it just pours the milk into the into a, a cereal bowl that didn't exist twenty seconds ago. <laughs> it's like here, like ah, what the? Hell? I already ate one thing. <laughs> it, it tastes very much like uh, legally distinct different cereal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just have a picture of like when you posted on Twitter, Death. That you were like leaning over the bowl of cereal, <laughs> like you had like the mage, mage hat up. <laughs> That's what uh, I picture right now, but toucan. Yeah, but toucan. <laughs> uh, so does toucan do anything else, or he just no? He he's just, just here to ha- hold hand out cereal, cereal to everybody. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and it seems fortifying. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you didn't eat a TK. In fact, I feel like we need a rule now that you don't just put things in your mouth unless you ask first. <laughs> Every episode, you have to talk to me first. The only thing that Toucan Tom didn't tell you is that you'll die of diabetes in 20 minutes. Oh. Okay, we got, we got a He's rule book for that. <laughs> So in my box, <laughs> you turn the box over and all of a sudden ash starts to fall out of it and it just keeps coming out and coming out. And it's really weird because like, obviously this box is pretty small. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as, it, <laughs> as it comes out, it lays down on the floor and slowly begins building what looks like tattered armor that's sitting on the floor. And it's really eerie because the way the armor is sitting now as it's beginning to form it looks like a person sitting there but obviously there's no person and when you look closer it looks as though like the armor is made entirely of soot but yet it seems to be solid in form hmm. I want to talk to the armor <laughs> <laughs> the armor does not speak to you I feel like someone had just raided my, my horror Christmas carol <laughs> ideas <laughs> I'm going uh, to poke it with a stick it comes out of a stocking <laughs> You're going to poke it yep. with a stick? <laughs> That's the default. <laughs> <laughs> when you poke it, the armor turns to ash again, and it begins to swirl on the floor below you. And then it spins in the air, and as you breathe in the ash, you begin to feel lightheaded, and darkness fills your mind, and you hear silence. To the outside, death sees you as your eyes rolls back into your head and your breath is stifled with ash. And in an instant, you explode into ash and slowly drift to the floor. Uh, when you, TK, come through, <laughs> <laughs> you realize that you are in a prison located in the Underdark. So a, a normal Saturday. <laughs> no, I should not have left Griswicks with the bag that had the dragon in it. Because he had to start that whole thing up about, you know... Mm-hmm. Cloning uh, Molly and Minnie Mall and making a whole business out of it. It's all his fault. <laughs> if only. So this is a cursed ashen armor. 
Now you have to pick a winner, I, and I didn't I gotta go me. with the curse dash and armor because curses. <laughs> yeah, curses. <laughs> I mean, that's like I have like three things going up in the DMs Guild soon that are just filled with cursed items. Nice. nice. And my players have tested all of them. The one they didn't like though, because it's like it is a orb that lets you cast any spell of your level or below of any class, but you permanently suffer one stat every time you use it. And you don't get to choose the stat. <laughs> you roll on a table to figure out what stat gets permanently suffered till the curse is removed. The curse can only be removed by a level 18 cleric of tier. Jeez. <laughs> Feel bad for like, players. I, Every time I, we at, talk about At that about point, them, my character I, would I just wonder. go, you know what? It's okay. I don't like tier enough anyways. Mm. <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, I'm only going to use it once. Here's what I'm going to do. Because they're level 12. He's like, I'm going to cast a level 11 uh, illusion. And I'm gonna make cast hardened illusion on top of that. It's like okay, you know, roll for it, see if they detect it. Nat twenty. He burned down a town <laughs> oh, because they said magic was illegal, and he's a caster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a it's a common trend for casters to be falsely accused of burning towns and villages to to ashes. <laughs> and then he wrote his name in the fire, like in the ashes. Spit. An entire session, just walking through and writing his name in the ashes so you could see it from the mountaintop. It's like, I'm going to allow this. (laughs) Yep. Seems legit. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like something I would do. It works. Well, Death by Mage, we are super excited to have you on today. And we are looking forward to hanging out with you at Gen Con. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. I cannot. I, I, I can't wait till we get to chat again. I will not be at Gen Con, but I'll be there with a brain mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you will be there. I will find a way. <laughs> you could fit a luggage, right? Okay. I pictured a lot like the Big Bang Theory where it's like Sheldon Robot that just kind of moves around. Like Gen Con. We'll an uh, iPad or something. <laughs> yes. I, see? It can work. This can happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Death by Mage, tell us where people can find you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Death by Mage. You can also check out my website, deathbymage.com, where you can find a lot of D&D inspiration and RPG inspiration and also reviews. And you can also find me on the DMs Guild under my, form- my formal name. But if you want to just look up the products, just look up Journey to the Feywild or Artifacts of the Guild or J- the Jubilexian Slime Race, because slimes want an adventure. <laughs> 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 and there will be more upcoming content added soon. I've been I've been hard at work on a couple of things, and TK knows this. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Oh, God's help me! <laughs> but look forward to a lot of those things coming soon. Yes. <laughs> and you can also find me on Wednesdays on Welcome to the Party RPG's Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Welcome Party RPG. Uh, I'm there Wednesdays nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, right now we're doing uh, Blades in the Dark uh, for our Drop Point Knights game. Mm-hmm. And I am playing Victor, the leech, which is a saboteur demolitionist. <laughs> that sounds fun. It does. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yes, it is. You, you, you gave... The former chem nerd, the ability to create bombs. This this cannot end well <laughs> <laughs> for any campaign. <laughs> All right, TK. What about you? What do you got uh, coming up? Mm-hmm. Every other week, you can catch me and CA while we play horror games. Uh, currently, going through Ooh. the entirety of Fatal uh, yes. Frame set to hardcore mode because I have a mm-hmm. game shark and learned how to activate it. And of course, it's a Konami game, so it's the Konami code. <laughs> and every Tuesday, you can catch me and Daquin Gaming as we do the Kilt and Beard stream while we play random games. Yes, it's so good. And we also have the, obviously, Gen Con's coming up. That's so exciting. Make sure you come say hi to us. Death will be there running around like crazy. Make sure you give him food because that's important. <laughs> Talked about that earlier. <laughs> Feed your friendly neighborhood fireball sling arcanist. <laughs> <laughs> There are many events um, that are going to be happening at Gen Con uh, that are open to everyone, so you can all join us. Uh, Wednesday night, I know that there were like 65 or 67 people from the Twitterverse are going to be meeting together at the Yard House. If you are interested, you got to let me know ASAP because Gen Con's here. So <laughs> Yeah, those re- yeah. And I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, there are lots. There's a lot of restaurants near Gen Con. There's a mall next to the, the convention center, mm-hmm. and 
it's packed. Yeah, it gets crazy. Yes. So let me know. It's 65,000 people in Kincun. (laughs) It's a lot of people. Friday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. We'll be doing um, our first podcast panel. So I'm really excited about that. Um, We're going to be with Beholder's Eye and the Steel Empire Network. And so far, we're almost sold out, which is pretty crazy. We have uh, about 70 tickets sold, and we only have enough for 80. So I can't believe it. It's so crazy. It's the first one. After Gen Con in September, Thread Readers are going to be doing a charity event for Action Against Hunger. This is the first time uh, working with this company, and we're really excited about it. And, uh, well, not company, nonprofit. And that will be September 20th to the 22nd. Um, so come hang out with us. It's for a great cause. And I think that's all I have for now. So thank you all for listening to the show. Um, If you enjoyed it, please give us a tweet to help spread the word or follow us on one of our social media sites, such as Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, etc. All the links will be below the podcast. And we'll have information about Death by Mage, too, so you can give him a follow as well. So thank you so much for coming. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.